Ben Lichtenstein will take us through the charts and taking us through the trades today. Scott Nation, President, Nations Indexes. Glad you're both with us. We have lots to discuss, gentlemen. So I'll start with the iShares 20-year Treasury bond ETF because I think, uh, Scott, as we take a look at that, this ETF it goes up in a bear market. But in this case, um, you're looking at it and you're buying a put spread. Tell us a little bit about why this one's even on your radar at this point, Scott. Sure. Well, TLT, the long bond ETF, as you said, and we know that as rates increase, bond prices and the price of TLT should decrease. And we've seen a big increase in rates lately. And while we've had some good news as far as the debt ceiling is concerned today, that that's just worse for rates, at least. I mean, that's going to drive rates higher. It's going to continue to drive rates higher as we continue to fund our debt. So I want to take advantage of the fact that TLT should continue to fall. But, you know, Nicole, I want to define my risk in a situation like this, because if we see a big flight to quality in the bond market, if something happens geopolitically, then, you know, we can have a big rally in something like TLT. So the way to be bearish and define our risk is to buy a put spread. And specifically, I want to buy the December 140, 135 put spread. When I put the trade together, I could do that for a buck and a half. Uh, max loss on any put spread that we buy is going to be what we pay. So our max loss is and a half and we're going to happen that's going to happen with TLT above one four is three and a half dollars that's going to happen with TLT below 135 at expiration break even 138.50 as you can see there I would execute this as a spread because TLT options uh, really give themselves to that but here's the thing I want to be short TLT because I want to be short bonds because I think rates are are going to continue to head higher. And while the, the stock market loves the news today, ultimately it's going to be bad for bond prices. Right. And, you know, that's a great trade there. And, Ben, that's what we're hearing, right, that rates, regardless of what's going on, will move higher. I mean, Byron Wien was out today talking about 2%. For the 10-year, Ben, your thoughts on some of these technicals that we're seeing? I know we're looking at the TLT, looking at the long bond ETF, but the big picture here? Well, Nicole Scott, that's exactly why I was surprised to see the TLT back up to that 150 level. Not surprised to see, see it fail there and start to come back off. I think Scott brings up a couple good points. I actually have the chart here. If we could look at the weekly time frame first and foremost so I can show you couple key areas I have my eye on. First and foremost, as mentioned, uh, this 150 area, again, the most recent retest, kind of surprised me, but look how if lower this week, three weeks in a row to the downside, as Scott mentioned, this means rates are on the rise here. Scott talked about how consensus in Washington is going to do just that. Well, I've been watching Scott, Nicole, I know you've both been keeping an eye on commodity prices also on the rise. And with that being the case, yes, the TLT has been coming off. Rates have been on the rise. But here's what I wanted to point out. Here's the daily time frame, And you can see that while we're just now starting to roll back over again and the key area down uh, is the March lows that we saw the spring lows down around 133 continued weakness targets that area. This is a look at the hourly time frame, the high conviction trade. We saw the downside last week, sideways consolidation. Looks like we're trying to resume this. Keep in mind, this is all ahead of the uh, closely watched job support uh, tomorrow. I do want to point out, though, Scott brought up a really good point, though. If something gets derailed in terms of this progress, in terms of Washington, you do want to be protected in this one because, in theory, we could see the TLT spike higher. If we see that safe haven type tendency come back into the treasuries, if the indices 
were to uh, be impacted by some negative news out of Washington. But right now, it seems like things are back on track. All right. Now let's move on. That was good, Ben. And now let's take a look here at we turn our attention to technology. Scott, you brought us the triple Qs. Always a lot of fun. And people love to invest in tech, no doubt. And we've seen a nice uptrend, too, for the triple Qs. One year, it's up 30 percent. The last month, it pulled back a little bit, but looking good again today. But I, I did like your sentence, using the math inherent in options trading. So what is it about this particular chart and being a pro options trader is in your trade here? Right. Well, let's talk about the options in one second. Let's talk about the QQQ first, because big cap tech hates higher rates. So this is the equity world, but we're still in the universe of higher rates. And we're going to take advantage of the fact that you can see there how the QQQs had a pretty tough time recently as rates have gone higher. Uh, big cap tech, it hates higher rates. So again, I'm bearish in the short term, but I want to get the math working for me. And we can do that using options. And specifically, I want to buy a put calendar spread in QQQ. And the way to do that is to buy the December, and you see it right there, the $50 put. And we're going to reduce the cost for by selling the November 350 strike put. So the whole thing costs $2.90. That's our max loss, uh, as with any calendar spread we would buy. But Nicole, how do we get the math working for us? Well, we know that shorter dated options like that November put they erode faster than the longer dated options like the December put. And so the goal here is to have QQQ stay where it is, fall slightly before that November expiration, but stay above $350. And once that happens, that November put, it expires worthless, and we're net long that December put outright. Now, we could sell it then, and we, could, we would likely realize a profit, or we could stay long that December 350 put outright, and enjoy some downside. Uh, there are lots of ways to trade this once that November put expires, but we get the math working for us because that November put is going to is going to erode more quickly than the December put. Mm, all right, so you're leaving November worthless, and that moves you to that December trade, um, which looks good. And then Ben, as we you know, I think Scott makes a good point, and one we've talked about a lot, and that's higher rates generally have been pressuring tech. Um, your thoughts when you take a look at the triple Qs, Ben. Which is why I was so surprised to see them gapping higher today and continuing to really hold on to this bid. I saw the NASDAQ up into near that 15,000 level, a key psychological level. And keep in mind all of this anticipation of next week's, or I'm sorry, this week's jobs report tomorrow. So uh, interestingly enough, not really impacting uh, the tech heavy index today or these shares across the board. Look at the gap up. Now, this doesn't really uh, have me to the point where I'm buying into this yet. And I'll show you why. As mentioned, we were talking a minute ago about rate which have been on the rise. The TLT has been coming off. Here you can see uh, the daily time frame, the gap up, and how we're trying to form a bit of a bottom. Key support was found around this 350 area, right where you'd like it to be. But I want to point out on the hourly time frame, we're really just testing an upper extreme of a bit of a range that we've been in. We're calling it uh, below 362, uh, down to this 350 low that we recently saw. This is key. Again, potential a bit of a reversal, but I'm not really certain of that until we get through the 370, 372 area. Keep in mind, that's the middle of the last 
last area of balance that we formed. I kind of see this as a staircase pattern lower until we start to take out key areas that were established on the way down, Nicole. I think this market's still under pressure. 366, an area where if the bears are still in charge, you'd expect them to step up here at some point soon, and then ultimately a retest of the 350 level will be in store and in order. Right. And so you really want to see it break out and hold above some of those certain levels, right? We get the 480 billion, the debt ceilings extended, Yahoo, and everything moves higher across the board. And then you have to wonder, you know, what sticks, right? Um, Scott, what about this? We've been watching one area and we talk about rates and things that have been moving higher, banks, right? JP Morgan knew we were seeing obviously the highest levels of the year with this. And Take a look at JP Morgan's chart. Scott, tell me what you're thinking here. That's right. Let's stay in the equity space. There is no equity sector that is more tied to rates than the big banks. And the best of the big banks is JP Morgan. It's a little tough to get long any of the banks here because they're all very near all time highs. But if I were going to buy one, I would be buying JP Morgan. I like it. But I'm not going to pay a buck seventy-one. I, I want it to pull back a little bit. If I could get it to pull back a little bit, I would love to be long J.P. Morgan. The way to uh, the way to do that is to simply try and buy it on a pullback. I'd be a buyer at one sixty-five. Even uh, we don't have to get too cute here and use options, uh, even though they really get the math working for us. I would just be a buyer of J.P. Morgan again, one sixty-five. Even because uh, higher rates will improve their net interest margin. Uh, JP Morgan's likely to do well in any sort of environment. Mm -hmm. And I know Ben's going to look at the chart, but ever since last March, when it made its low along with everything else in the world, uh, JP Morgan has been going higher, backing a little bit, filling, making a new high, coming all the coming back a little bit and repeating. And we're now again at an all time high. Uh, I also like the fact that uh, I'd be buying at 165 even because that's about the low, about the low that we made on uh, the first week of June, in the first week of June and the last week mm. of September. So we're just getting along a really good name here at a little bit of a discount. Right. And looking at that 165 level, of course, it was under 100 bucks. Um, when we look way back at the low a year ago, it's up over the last one year, up 71 percent. So, I mean, hindsight's 2020. So now we're trying to figure out what now, right? Ben, tell me more. Well, what now, Nicole? Many traders oftentimes revert back to the old saying, the trend's your friend. I like to think of it as continuation more likely than change. So that being the case, we're looking for uh, higher highs and higher lows in this breakout. You can see the new high, 171.51. Scott was talking about uh, this trend environment to the upside that we've seen where pullbacks have been somewhat limited. Most notable is the consolidation area that we've been in basically since February in the attempt to get through that right now. Again, this is going to be closely watched. We're talking about higher highs and higher lows. And we're also talking about, as Scott mentioned, as part of all this migration of value. We see these smaller areas of consolidation occur, a breakout to the upside. And then, again, this pattern that repeats itself over and over again. This is another attempt here to break out and seek value higher. We're going to see if we can hold these upper levels. I'm looking for follow through. That comes in the form of conviction. We're talking energy, participation, so good volume as well. Higher highs and higher lows. We were just talking about rates to the upside and how that could impact the tech-heavy NASDAQ, the QQQs negatively. Well, ultimately, in theory, this should benefit JP Morgan and some of the other banks. This is going to be one to watch in terms of this breakout this week. We'll see if we can get some follow through.
All right. Thank you both. That was a lot of fun. The big three, right? We looked at the, the long bond, the triple Qs, JP Morgan, some great trades there, gentlemen. Thank you both. Ben Lichtenstein and also Scott Nations, President Nations Indexes. Thanks. Great trades there. Thanks so much, Nicole.